I am so happy that you are with me this week as I introduce you to Eric Asbeck. We had a terrific conversation about the importance of paying attention early to the shape and nature of the retirement that you are building towards. As a person who's had a number of different careers in my life and not having the continuity of a single career to build the foundation for an easier path to retirement, this conversation is particularly valuable to myself and I know many others in my generation are facing the same kind of future. So there's a lot of value in this conversation, whether it be for yourself, for friends, for family who might be further along this path, but wondering what a secure and comfortable retirement that allows them to live all of their dreams really looks like and how to get there from here. I know you're gonna get a lot out of this conversation just like I did. I'm so glad you're here with us this week. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Would you like to make more of your meditation practice? What if there was a tool that maximized your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity and strengthen your resilience to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that shares positive images, affirmations, and motivation in a method that literally wires your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button. See a sample video and sign up for your free trial. You can take 10 days to find out how the power of personalizing your own motivational videos by adding images from your photo library will bring you even greater benefits. I know you're going to love this tool. It's become one of my favorite go-tos and an important part of my daily routine. Head over to happifiedlife.com to start off happy with Positive Prime. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week as I bring to our conversation Eric Asbeck, who is a problem solver of the highest order and on a mission to help us all have an easier path to the retirement that we dream of. (laughs) Eric Asbeck went through some lean times himself when he was younger, so he understands the value of financial independence and security. He enjoyed a good corporate job as an entrepreneur, leading teams to create new businesses, services, and products that won over $120 million in new business. 
And even with all of that, following that success in a respected career, he later found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time and had to start over, creating his own business and then others, working towards the point again where he could retire. Using the hard-won lessons from his own experience and successful models he used to help clients grow their own businesses, Eric has developed a very solid planning structure and a process that restored his own retirement plan and is able to apply this system to help his clients now create retirement strategies so they can enjoy their own great results. So this is definitely in line with living life with less stress as I reach 45 this year. It is something that is front of mind. And I've worked with a lot of people who are really insecure in feeling confident that they even have a retirement picture in their future. So Eric, I'm so glad that you are here with us today to join me. Thanks for making the time. Oh, you know, I'm so, it's, it's such a, so fun to be here. I'm, <laughs> I can't tell you how much fun I'm having. I can't wait to bring a little fun to this topic, which is usually a little dry and a little overwhelming, maybe a lot overwhelming. Um, <laughs> it can so, be. I've, yeah, I've run into people. Yes, that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because some people, some people are in, they have a handle on things. But, you know, I, kept, I keep running into people who are like worried or, I mean, I heard one story of one couple that's downright terrified about what was going to become of them. <laughs> or like, am I going to have to work forever? Or like, when can I stop or whatever? And I, I'm happily retired and I'm comfortable. And so it's not like I'm doing this because this is my way to make a million bucks. But I really, uh, I, I, I can't, my heart goes out to people that are in that situation. It just, it really just pulls at me. And I, I keep, you know, I'm thinking I, there's something I can do. And I've helped a number of people where, I mean, I could say every single person that I've helped, it's, it's all right. So I'm not, a, I don't brag, but I, I, I can say it transformed their lives. I mean, I literally, so I transformed their lives because they were, they were stuck and now they're unstuck and they see a way and they're off and running. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's so fun to check in with them and just, you know, like, how are you doing? And to ha have them come back and, you know, just telling me like bits and pieces of where they are in their path and how things have kind of fallen into place and what's next. And, but you know, the conversation is all around um, the future and what's possible mm -hmm. as opposed to terror and survival and fear and work you know like, I mean you know where that is yeah. um, I think a lot and, of people can really connect to that feeling easily when it comes to the financial situation well, right? like we feel like too. we're on a roller coaster that we didn't <laughs> want to get on <laughs> yes well I, I didn't know where I was and I was worried about where things were going to go I'll, I'll tell you yeah. um just um uh, personal, like being vul quite vulnerable here. Uh, back in 2005, I uh, found that I couldn't stand and uh, I was crawling around on the floor and um, uh, I, uh, I was incorrectly diagnosed with fractured ribs. It turns out I had a tumor in my spine uh, and 
Uh, I literally couldn't walk. And fortunately, it was in the middle of my rib cage, so I wasn't paralyzed or dead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, it was uh, anyway, it was it was severe. But um, I. So I guess I'm getting lost in the story here, but um, but it 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 really left me with where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And and so, um, you know, that's that was a, something I had to pull myself out of. And, and I kind of lost track here about where we were in the conversation, about what <laughs> what keyed that thought. But I guess because, you know, why it's so absorbing to me still. Uh, it was such a um, such a, a tough experience, but you know, since then, you know, I've been I've been living with that. It's it's an incurable cancer, and I've been living with it for a bunch of years. Like what is it, 15, 16 years now? And um, so, in the meantime, I've I was able to continue working for a while, and then I had my businesses, and um, and 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 I was in this point where I. I was thinking after I, I was ready to pivot yet. I pivoted a couple of times. Um, well, pivoting one first thing, like in my, in work when I was, and you know, in corporate, you know, intentionally moving different things, but then, you know, there was this sort of involuntary pivot with the cancer where I was on disability and you know, out for a while, but then a business and then realizing that that, business could be expanded to pivot to something else. I was helping, I was helping people that wanted to start a business, figure out what they could create that, you know, a business they would love to do that was right for them. And I found that there are entrepreneurs that were, that were successful, but they had businesses of, of their own that they were miserable with because they, they, they missed, they missed something that was like critical. It turns out to, you know, that had to be in the mix. And, and the same things I was using for the first group, I was able to apply to those. So then I kept pivoted and started helping those folks. And um, I was ready to pivot again. And um, my, so a couple of things came together at once. You know, I was kind of in that moment of trying to figure things out. And I, I went back and I said, well, I've got to do my own work because I asked one of the guys I had made, one of the entrepreneurs who was a great coach, but I had helped him to shift to create, you know, to get out of the, you know, he had quit <laughs> as an entrepreneur because he was, because he was missing some things and we figured out what those were and he put those back in and, you know, he was, you know, he was back in the, uh, in the role on things and he was a perfect guy to help guide me sort of that, you know, you've heard that phrase, physician heal thyself. It's like, <laughs> it's really hard for me to coach myself in that. So I thought, great, I'll have Sean help me with this. And, but I said, well, I got to do my own work. And when I went back and did that, I realized one of the things that I wanted to do with my business was to be able to retire comfortably. And so a couple of the things came together. I was, I was with my sons and uh, I was got together with, with them for a long weekend. And I was, I, I wanted to let them know what was going on because they're going to get everything I get anyway. So I, they're, and they're, they're um, adults now. So uh, I shared my situation. My younger son's like a finance major. He's got this real good, he's got he's real quick with the numbers thing. And he says, I think you're doing better than you think. And he, he asked me to check out, I was paying a, a management fee to a, an advisor and some other things. I checked this, I checked things out and I was actually doing better than I thought. And the third thing came together. I've been I've been a member of the American Association of Independent Investors since they started back in the in the mid early '80s, and uh, so it's just like a hobby, dabbling. And I haven't, <laughs> I'm not an investing expert, but you know, it's it's helped me with things to some degree. But 
there was a method that uh, came out with the guy who founded AAII, uh, who was in the process of retiring. He wrote a great book, and there was a he, he talked about a method of handling investments that was in line with what I wanted to do anyway, and I took a look at that. I looked at what my son had to say, and I was like, oh, I put together a framework that let me evaluate things in a way that made sense to me. Um, and I realized I could retire. So I did. <laughs> it's like, yay. And, and, and cut some of that, um, that management cost, right? Because I think it's, it, there's a lot, there's so much that ends up on our plate and it's easy to feel like we're not qualified or we don't know enough to manage this or to foresee this. And then the things that we're afraid of, we tend to want to hide from, yep. unfortunately. So maybe if I don't pay attention to this problem that's brewing over here or this, these retirement funds that are not accruing over here, something will come along when I need it. Um, right. and, and in my work, when I was helping our senior clients move and relocate, when I was working as a senior move manager, yeah. I became aware of some of the numbers. It's really shocking how many people do not have retirement resources available to them as they reach that point, who truly their plan is to work until they can't and then hope that something is there to care for them. Right. And, and as, a, as an entrepreneur, as, as we were talking before we hopped online, I, I labeled myself multi-passionate. I've gone down so many different paths that that continuity is something that's missing for me. So it really um, felt important and relevant when we met and we're talking about how you can help people because there's so much on our plate when we're building our own business, or if you're working for someone else, but maybe you've changed jobs a couple of times to understand that we have to be our own advocates. We have to take a look at the strategy and understand that something is gonna to come together and be there when we need it. Because so many of us are just working until a finish line and that's when we get permission <laughs> to relax and have fun. I'm trying to- Well, you know where everybody, that, <laughs> everybody ends up in the same place. We do. And, and I, I, took a, I took a course one time where they used to joke, they said, you know, um, they, they, uh, all get around, they all stand around, they throw dirt in your face and they go out to lunch. And, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of morbid, but, but it's like, I mean, um, you don't want to rush to the finish line. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And I, I say, I say something pretty similar too. I mean, none of us are getting out of this alive. You know, we're all moving right. towards the same destination. We should be enjoying every minute that we can and right. protecting that future that we are creating for ourselves. Yes. Well, I have Absolutely. to say, by the way, um, kind of to the point that you were saying about hoping it's going to come together. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that, I was like that too. I, I, I mean, I had a 401k, I had some assets, you know, I had stuff, but I really didn't know if it was going to do the job or not. And I couldn't really, I, all the stuff that I found, like all the different online tools, all that stuff, I tried to put together spreadsheets and it's like, I wasn't able to figure it out. And, and, and one of the revelations that happened as part of that, you know, real, you know, realizing I wanted to retire, you know, I want to retire comfortably, my son saying, check things out. And, you know, the sort of AAI kind of stuff and some other things came together. And I, what I ended up putting together was what I call a, uh, a retirement cash flow framework. It's just, you know, it's, it's a tool to that. So the, so what, ha what it, what it did for me 
was what I what happens if you have like a speedometer in your car and you can see how fast you're going, or you know some you know or like that or like you're in a plane right you want to know what the altimeter you know you want you don't know how high you are and whether you're you know what's going on and when you get closer to the ground you want to know where the ground is and how you're going to land and all those sort of things but you can't do that without these measurement tools i call them and I actually wrote an article just that's just gotten published um uh, about that sort of thing kind of go on about some of that stuff <laughs> anyway but but the my my main point is that without some way of giving you some relative comparative measurement of where you are, it's hard to know. And, and that was the thing that was going on with me. And when I put this together, I was able to see that the amount of money I had and what was going on for the investments, the other income and social security offsets and this and that, and I was going to spend a certain amount. And I had room for like, not just my essentials, but like, room to play. I call it a play bucket because <laughs> it's like, like I just we put together a big that. bucket, like one big bucket. And it's like, whenever I want to take a vacation or whatever, I was like, oh, I got room. You know, the bucket gets a little smaller, but, but, you know, I know I, on an annual basis, I have this much that I can do fun stuff with, but it wasn't until I had that framework that I was able to look and say in my kind of engineering and MBA kind of mind, yeah, it's I, it's not just a wish. It's actually a plan. Right. <laughs> and it's not exact. I mean, it's not like, I mean, because there's always uncertainty, but but it's like I have a way of um, a, 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 a measurement tool that shows me if I'm on and off track and how, you know, that, that I can see, you know, can visualize, you know, it has little curves, you know, can see how, you know, is this going to have, is my money going to last me until I'm over a hundred or is it going to, is it going to you know, poop out when I'm like 72 and oops, I'm, I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, that <laughs> uh, that, but that's been the power of what, what, you know, the people I've helped, it's the same sort of thing. They can see, oh, uh, Gail, um, who, uh, who I worked with, um, is an MD and, uh, she, uh, has a weight loss clinic, but based on, she's a very solid medical background. Uh, and her husband was a brilliant entrepreneur, but, uh, age gotten the best of him. And so she's the primary breadwinner and she has a successful business, but she didn't know whether she, you know, she just didn't know whether she could ever retire. And, right. Uh, she, you know, we started talking and she's, she was confused. She said, I, I'm confused and afraid. And, and I just don't know, you know, like what to do. And, and so we went through this process that we went through. We took a snapshot, a retirement financial snapshot where she was, where they were, but she was the one running the show, you know, like doing the, she's, she was the one that was the responsible party. Um, so we did the snapshot and then I worked with them to come up with better shared agreement between them about where their goals, what their goals and objectives collectively were. Because sometimes there are other, they were, they were pretty closely aligned. There are other cases I've worked with people where it was tougher, but, but then, you know, we, we took the framework, put their snapshot in there, took a look. It wasn't where they wanted to be. So they had a gap. It's like a great, so what do you do? And so then we, you know, we, they were able to compare better solutions and come up with, you know, things. And, and for Gail, she realized that she, because she was a medical professional, she could 
find work in where she, you know, in her area for three years. She said, if I earn X number of dollars for three years, I'm ready. And it was very clear because it was like, so because she could put it very clearly into the framework and see that she had the cushion that she needed to make it work. And all of a sudden she started to see these, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I, you know how, if you're going to buy a, a car and you say, I'm going to buy a Mazda Miata and all of a sudden you're driving around there everywhere. You right. hadn't noticed them before. So it was the same with her. All of a sudden she started offers for employment possibilities were coming in and she was seeing them and was able to take advantage of that. And, you know, they're off and running. It was, it was like, and she exactly. said, it's so, so she had this great, she gave me this great quote, which is uh, went from fear and confusion to confidence and uh, a workable plan. And I was like, yeah, but, and then you but it moved. Her. I mean, she, she was able to move steadily. I, I, I can't tell you how, how, how great to that makes that just gives me these goosebumps of, of, of satisfaction because it's like for that one, I made a difference. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the ripple effect of that too, she's not stressed. She's more present in her work and these collaborations give her the opportunity to actually serve so many more people. And, you know, one of the things that, that um, keeps coming up in research in, you know, it just plays out in life is if we're clear on where we are going, solutions make themselves known to us. But so many of us don't take that time to get the clarity. We just figure we're working hard. Something will be there when we get there. And maybe we're working towards a picture that wasn't even our own design, you know, family or society. These pictures land in our, you know, You're at the behest of inherited stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so here's the story. Here's the story. Alice is walking through the woods, and the path suddenly splits in a bunch of different directions. And she's like looking around, and she hears this noise in the tree. And there's the Cheshire cat. And she says, "Well, excuse me, Mister Cat, but which direction should I go?" And he says, "Well, my dear, where do you want to end up?" And she says, "Oh, I really don't know." He says, "Well, any path will do." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I tell that story only because it's like the very first thing you want to understand the situation and you want to stabilize the situation. (laughs) And then you want to say, great. So what direction am I going? And then, all right, now I can take action. But without that, without any of with, if you miss any of those prior steps, then you're swirling. Because if you don't understand the situation, you're solving the wrong problem. Right. Um, if, if you haven't stabilized it, then you're still trying to fight fires, right? And if you don't have a clear direction, then you're taking action, but it's just like you can end up spinning in circles and, and certainly you know, dissipating your energies. In, but, but if you know, like Gail, she's like, I know what I need to do. Boom. And she's off and running. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, and you've mentioned too, we might have covered some of these to this point as you're, as you're talking about your process and the way that you work with people. Um, what are the core questions that people have about the retirement that they are not getting answers to? What are these unknowns that we kind of carry around with us? Yes. 
Uh, well, I'll say after I retired, I, I was happy, but I kept bumping into people that were saying a variety of things. I mean, some of them were just like, I miss being around people. I'm stuck in the house all the time or, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then there were people like Gail and there were other people, you know, like various levels of, so some people had it knocked. They're all good, but then there's those others. And so I surveyed, I did a big survey and uh, it was interesting that it boiled down to three essential questions that like kept popping up. The very first one was, do I have enough money to retire comfortably? Right. And then the second one was, how do I balance my, my goals and objectives and, you know, what I want to do with those commitments and obligations that are pulling on me or, you know, or like the distractions. And then the final one is, you know, what do I do with my time? How do I stay focused on the stuff that's most important, that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, and, and actually those all came together as part of, of that, that aha, that realized I could retire. And I thought, and, you know, and sort of after that, I realized, you know, uh, the, the work that I was doing with uh, entrepreneurs, helping them figure out if business was right for them and all that was really perfectly suited to answer that second question about goals and objectives and how to stay focused on things. And that's what my, my what Sean, who helped coach me, ended up doing to realize things for him. There's a great story. Of, but anyway, I could get totally distracted. Uh, and then as a corporate executive, executive and then as an entrepreneur later, uh, I, I, you know, how to uh, structure your time and stay focused in a way that doesn't take forever to like, it's like, you're not obsessing with that, but that it works for you. Um, that, um, uh, that I could answer the third question. And I'll say, by the way, um, there was a world of difference for me. I was a successful executive and, uh, I was, like I say, an entrepreneur. So I was like in this very, fluid environment. And there's a lot of, you know, like you had to really kind of roll and adapt, but it was, the environment was quite structured <laughs> in a lot of different ways. But then when I was in an entrepreneur, it's all up to you. I mean, there's just no rules. There's no structure at all. And I had, and I, I had, I learned from some of the best about how to manage like bigger project things. Like, you know, first, like, put together an annual calendar and put in the stuff like it's most important, like vacations, time with family, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like, what are my big things that I'm going to do to go out and promote my product launches and courses and stuff like that. And then there's like, what else can I fill in from that? But once you kind of know that bigger picture, then you can use that as the sort of guiding thing and look for opportunities to fit stuff. Well, you can do that as, as, a, as a retiree too, without the complexities of it. But it's like, where, when do I want to take vacations? When, you know, like what are those important kind of things like that? And then you can look and say, oh, well, look, I've got, I've got a big block of time between March and the end of July. And, you know, there's gotta be a vacation in there somewhere. You know, so it's like, but the point is, so answering the third question, sorry, it was easy to get lost, in, you know, like to tell you, I've got each one of those things, I've got a lot to say. But then finally, the first question about do I, you know, can I retire comfortably, I realized I could use the same methods that I used as I described, and mm -hmm. help other people. And I started helping some folks and realized Gail was one of them that I worked with early. And uh, I've worked with some others too, that uh, it, 
it's like, hey, this stuff works. Yeah, it's a template that that can be applied to anyone's situation and bring clarity, right. bring things into focus. Right. And and I so, love so I'll just say you, just to just yeah. to summarize the answer to the question, three questions. Do I have enough money to retire comfortably? How do I stay focused on the goals and objectives that are important to me? And how do I structure my time and stay focused day to day? Exactly. Yeah. And and that's enough with those questions unanswered. We might think that we're ignoring them, but um, we'll lose a little bit of sleep. There's a little extra stress load when those remain unanswered. And right. and when I was working with, um, well, most of my clients when I was a move manager were retired. They were in their 80s and 90s. But when I, their kids would say, or friends of mine would say, I don't know what I would do when I'm retired. What, what would yeah. I do with myself? Like, I, I might as well work. Right. I tend to come from the opposite school. There is so much we could be doing. Who yep. has time for work? And there are some people, there's so <laughs> people are in different places, right? Yeah. So I actually was most, I'm, I originally was most interested in answering the second and third questions, particularly the second question. Mm -hmm. And like, how can we have more fun? But the thing that's happened is, especially as I've talked with people in the entrepreneurial circles, I, as I would talk about that, Every, it was reliable every single time somebody say, but if, but I've got to have the money first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't and picture I it like, if I don't know how it's going to work. Right. And so, and so I was sort of, I was totally impassioned with the idea of doing those second and third questions. And although I get a lot of grat gratification from helping people solve the first one, it, my, my, my first love is let's go have fun. So there was sort of, I can't quite say, oh, drat, but it was sort of like, okay, I need to step back and answer that first, first things first, back to that thing we were talking about a while ago. Right. Right. So, so that's why I'm, I'm focusing now just on that because I'm figuring that's the place where people are really worried, you know, for those, for some people it's, it's not a problem, but then for those that it is, it, it's not just a little thing. It's a big thing. And yeah. so let's, let's do something to help them. It can feel insurmountable. So once we've got some resolution there, <clears throat> the rest of it, finding purpose with your time and the way that we can have structure that all comes together. That doesn't feel so overwhelming or such a big unanswerable question. <laughs> right. It, it, it surprisingly turned out to be answerable. Yes. But it starts with... so. Every single one of my programs starts with, let's get the facts, let's get grounded, let's figure out where we are. Because I'm an intuitive person. I mean, left to my own devices, I would just try to intuit my way through things and wish and hope. But, but my dad said, get your engineering degree. And I did kind of resisting, but got it. And it's proven to be really helpful because it taught me the discipline of saying first, like, what's the situation? Where are you? What are the facts? You know, all those those stupid fact things. I don't want to, have to deal with that, but just like, yeah, you do have to deal with that. You know, let's and you may not like it, but here's 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 what's so right now. And yeah, and that's the only place you can start. I mean, you can't wish that you were somewhere else. Like I wish I was over there, and I'll start from there because that's a great place to start. Well, I me too, but uh, it doesn't work that way. So, so do you find that that's something that um, that your clients or people that you've you know, <clears throat> talked with 
tend to do when they're feeling scared? Is that the reflex? They'll try to move out of the situation or how do you, how do you help people kind of dig in, like, get centered and face that scary stuff? Well, so I'll tell you a story about um, Giselle and Kurt. Um, I'd worked with Giselle and I coached her in some personal development programs in the past. And I was writing articles after I kind of had this revelation about, you know, like, okay, I'm going to start to help people with this retirement stuff. And uh, she <clears throat> saw one of my articles about the whole, you know, five steps, help me retire comfortably kind of a thing. And, and, and I had a free gift uh, to, you know, do the snapshot. And she sent me a note saying, Hey, can we talk? I'm like, sure. I'm happy to ask, you know, I'll like, answer your questions. And so we got on the phone and, or, and it turns out it was, they didn't have questions. <laughs> they, they were terrified because they had a business of their own for 20 years. It was highly successful for many years uh, as an educational, the delivery platform, but, and, and they put all their money into it. They'd never saved anything because they were going to sell that. And that was going to be their business, you know, their retirement and the market shifted and, and they weren't able to sell it at all. Mm. And they had to close the doors. And when they looked, they had, and I'm not kidding you, six months of cash they, and they were like, I can't even begin to say how terrified. And it was like a very anxious time for them. And so I, I'm getting goosebumps again, because it's like, I, so I was like, I got this thing. And they're like, they would have accepted anything at the time. They, they trust, you know, Gail, uh, Giselle, I'm sorry, knew me and trusted me, but it's like anything just help us. And so you know, the first thing we did was um, do that snapshot. And it was that they didn't know what to do. They were pointing fingers at each other. And like each one had their own ideas about what directions and things like that. And, and it was just, it was a snarl. And mm -hmm. it was very emotionally intense. And um, it was affecting their relationship. But, um, but so we, we spent time, the snapshot was pretty easy, because Kirk, was an organized, he was like the back office guy and Giselle's the front office, you know, kind of uh, out there in the world, sort of a person. Uh, but he had the, he had the data. So they're able to take that, put that together pretty quickly. And it was abysmal. But then the conversation about what to do and not do and trade-offs, they had this, they had, it turns out, fortunately, they had a, a property in Florida that they were in the process of selling. And they had this beautiful home in the middle of uh, uh, downtown New Orleans that uh, uh, Giselle loved. And she was my, she was the one that brought me in. She was the one that was saying, this is great, Eric, you know, and, and Kurt was the one that sort of had, he's, he's pragmatic, right? Show me. Right. Uh, but, but when we got to that house, she literally snapped, like, we're not selling, like, I can't say, I, I can't tell you, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to do it in the intensity, but we're not selling this so-and-so house and, you know, like over my dead body. And I mean, it was like, just no way. And so how we ended up resolving things, we started the, the framework. You put your scenarios in and you take a look. I encourage them to do scenario planning. So like, okay, let's, you know, what if you do this? What's that going to look like, sort of financially? You know, you 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 know, you know you you know how that fits together. Let's. What about you? Do this and so forth. And as they started to plug things in and look at it, Giselle, Giselle realized that 
selling that house and moving to a place that was closer to their kids nearby, but out of town, shifted things, plus selling their, uh, their uh, second property, radically shifted things. And, and <laughs> goosebumps, <laughs> because it was so profound, mm-hmm. because she was absolutely no, like dug in and, and incredibly emotionally, intensely involved in that, you know, like that was sticking with that. But when they saw the pragmatic results, the impact of their choices, that carried the day because it's, it's, it's not disputable. Right. Um, it I takes mean, the, the emotion the, the, out the of it. The framework's not precise down to the penny or any of that kind of stuff, but you, you understand very clearly directionally where it's going to go. And, you know, like, oh, if I do this, it's like things are going to go way into the future. And if I do this, it's like augering into, into zero, like when you're way too young, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so when I, so the process, so, so people don't, some people it's tough getting the, the financial snapshot. Some people it's tough with reconciling a direction. Um, and, and some people it's, it's like, they just, they want to know if it's going to, you know, they have a plan, but they just don't know whether it's going to really work for them or not. I worked with Allison and she was in that mode. She didn't want to put any money in investments because it's been burned, but she had this idea about, she had some money and inheritance. She had, um, uh, you know, uh, she planned on working for a certain number of years and that kind of stuff. And she wanted to know if it would, it would work. And we put everything in there and we took a look and it worked. And she's like, thank you. Now I know I, I, I can run with it because I, I know where I am. And it was as simple as that. So people can end up coming in from a lot of different places and there's different sticking points, but, but it all kind of boils down to, you know, do your run up for retirement financial snapshot, get better shared agreement, uh, have a, uh, uh, the lifetime cash, cash flow framework or some sort of framework to measure things and then compare solutions, you know, find ones that are better. And then finally, you know, uh, make clear, confident choices about where, because once you know where you're going, off you go. But, but some, there's typically a sticking point somewhere. Oh, I just lost your audio. That was because my phone, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I got you back. You were that was at, because um, my phone was ringing, sorry. There's typically a sticking point. Yes, uh, there's typically a sticking point somewhere along that that those that set of steps, at least one, and uh, so it's just we work our way through step by step, and um, and that shared agreement, that better shared agreement, kind of shakes itself out in the course of the conversation and realizing that maybe they're going to have to look at different alternatives, like when when Giselle was like in the moment of that conversation, which conversation or reacting, which I knew that I had to bring up, I did as delicately as I could. I mean, there's, I, I, I didn't try to press the point with them or anything. It's their choice, but you know, we, we opened the conversation and, and it was like, okay, great. So we, we had this, con- you know, take a look here, put some things together, put them in the framework, take a look. We'll have another conversation. And when we came back, 
she'd had a chance to work her way, find her own way through some of these things. But uh, it, it, so my point is that this is different sticking points. Yeah, and it's so empowering to have something, <clears throat> this template, and to have a neutral third party. Let me come back to that in a minute. Bookmark. Um, yeah, Gail called it a third set, third uh, set of ears. Right, <laughs> right. It's everything I mean, because uh, uh, it's so Giselle easy to be subjective, <laughs> you know. And and everything is through our own lens, and emotion definitely runs high. And if we can make it a more objective assessment and you can plug in the numbers and I like to call it a choose your own adventure, right? Like here are yeah, the paths that you have to choose from and you can make I'm that I'm not telling decision. you what to do. You've got to live with whatever it is. Right. So here's how, here's the, here's the tools, here's the guidance. Because especially when I work with entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, the drill. I mean, yeah. you do, you've had to figure a bunch of that stuff out and how to make it work and, you know, you know what the gazintas and gazautas are, you know, that, the, you know, you're making some money and you're spending some money and it's got to be that the making is, is higher than the spending. And, you know, you, you know, all that stuff, but how do you take that and apply it to retirement is where having, that was the big revelation for me too. Having that framework was where mm -hmm. I said, oh, I can make it work. And that's repeatedly what happens with other people too. And there are lots of different ways you could do that. I know that the one, this for me was the thing that made it come together. Right, right. And <clears throat> having that third set of ears, I uh, called it the neutral third party when I was moving our senior clients because oh, yeah. I would do the space plan. I would look at where they're going and what they love, the non-negotiables, right? Air quotes on that, what they felt was non-negotiable. The kids might be saying, you can't take that sofa, it'll never fit. And what they're hearing is, you know, they're hearing the kids say, you can't take that sofa. And they say, it's because the kids always hated that sofa or they think we should buy new furniture. Who can afford that right now, right? It comes through all this emotional filters. Yes, when I have a space plan and I present it to them and I say, you can take that sofa or you can take the two recliners that you actually sit in every day and you have a safe margin to move around your apartment. Which do you choose? It's mm -hmm. night and day, right? It's an easy conversation, but it, yeah. sometimes having that neutral third party, they can remove that emotional lens. And so that's why I'm really an advocate of having a coach, someone who can come in and just help come back to that objective perspective when we're really down in the thick of it and you know the emotions have got the wheel right i'll say so selfishly what i want is to end up in the end having those goosebumps that i have each time i've told you each of those stories that people the people i work with have moved from wherever they are that's no fun to this place where they're they know where they're going and they're putting things in place and they uh, you know they're they're living for a future that they're interested in not trying to survive a situation that is terrifying or confusing them i mean <laughs> right it's so true i mean it's just Everything is different when we can have hope and be looking forward to what we're moving ourselves into rather than avoiding and, <laughs> a, and hoping. Well-spoken for someone who is a move planner. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is literally the perfect analogy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's it like really is. You're, you've been living in this environment, in this situation, and now you're moving to this other thing that's a new thing. And maybe it doesn't make as much sense to have this huge environment anymore. Like, I mean, if you've, if you've got, if you, if you're planning and you're going to, I got a family and I've got five kids or whatever it is, you know, like, and, and everybody is coming to visit, you know, like there's this thing, like I need this, mm -hmm. but, but when you retire, your circumstances have changed and hopefully in a way that has, it, it's an environment that you were looking forward to <laughs> and that works for you. Uh, but, but it's not, it, it's typically not going to be as, as big. And some of that stuff that you have there isn't necessarily going to fit in this new space. Yeah. So there's this series of, I mean, I, I call it um, like in, 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 um, entrepreneur terms, it's another pivot in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks right? for coming back to that. Yeah. I wanted you're, to. And yes. And so, so it's like, you're, you're going this one direction and you're, you've got this way of living and making money and all, you know, all that sort of stuff and saving and, and then you shift to toward retirement and it's a pivot because all of a sudden, first of all, psychologically, you're spending when you've been, I mean, it's like you have to spend when all the time before that, it's like, you got to save. And certainly you, don't, you, you need to maintain a, a, you know, like a certain level of uh, propriety, or I don't want to say necessarily frugality, but you know, you got to be sensible about your expenses, but you're, but you know that if you're retiring, you're not earning, you're drawing down and that can drive people crazy in its own right. Uh, but then there's other series of decisions that you make, you know, about where you're going to live and, what's most important to you and, um, you know, what gives you satisfaction and, you know, how are you going to spend your time? And, um, you know, a bunch, a bunch of those choice, it's like a, a bunch of choices, decisions mm -hmm. that all create each, each pivot is that is like these series of decisions that creates this new thing for you. And, but this is a big one. There's just a lot that goes into it and it's, it can be loaded too. <laughs> yeah, naturally, right? With everything that we go through in life. And I want to, um, while we still have time, you've said that kids have retirement figured out. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> well, so actually the reason I came up with that is uh, I was out walking at a park close to where I, where I live. And there's a, uh, there's this place that's got a bunch of water fountains that come out you know, of the ground. You've seen that kind of thing before they spurt up and the kids were just tearing around there, just having the best old time. And the adults are sitting around and watching them. And, 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 and I'm just thinking, those kids, they're the ones that know how to have fun. It's like, there's no holds barred. You know, they're mm -hmm. just going out there and just, they're spontaneous and energetic and, and they just, they're filled with enthusiasm and joy and they can't wait for the next thing. And like, they're just, I'm thinking, that's the way I want to live my retirement. I want to, so I, I actually, <laughs> I spent time watching them and, and like, 
how can I put that into practice? (laughs) I recommend you go do that. Go look at, watch kids play and just see, you know, how, how they're doing it and and soak it up and and learn from it and then go out and practice that for yourself. You know, like go for it. Um, That's, (laughs) and, and then, and then remember that playbook we talked about, it's like, then you can be like, oh yeah, I do want to go to Crete. We always wanted to go to the Greek Isles or I wanted to see Antarctica or whatever. And I'm just using Acacia as an example, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can do that. Off I go. Or you know what? I want, I want up to expand the, uh, the, the, my back to be an enclosed lanai like I have. That's a huge, great room with a bunch of uh, panorama screens that looks out over the, uh, the, the lake and the preserve behind my place. Mm. Um, and it's just a great place to sit and hang out. And uh, yeah, I can do that. I've got room in my play bucket. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to apply it. And I'm going to use that as part of that kind of putting into practice what I've learned from the kids. <laughs> so true. I think, you know, a lot of us, we're frustrated over, over what has happened or hasn't happened, or we're worried about what is coming. And kids are the perfect models of being in yeah, this they don't. <laughs> This is the moment where we have the most power, you know? So let's right. be here right. now instead of giving that away. True, right. I love that. And if that. you're not worried about, and, 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 and if you can go into it, not worried about whether you're going to make it work or not. Right. So here's an example. Um, several years ago, I, uh, uh, my... My sister-in-law's brother uh, is at Ohio State University, and he was a professor in the history department. Now he's a dean. But he and a couple other professors for many years ran a, a, his, a history tr- tour uh, to, uh, to Normandy. So they'd go to London, and they'd go see Churchill's thing, and they'd go to the different beaches in Normandy, and then they'd go up to, um, to um, Amsterdam, and where in see Anne Frank's thing and stuff like that. And my brother and sister-in-law and a couple other family members and some friends of ours were like, this is the last time he's doing this. We're all going to go. And I'm like, well, I want to go too. And it was only like six weeks away. But I, the, here's the thing. I, I pulled out my play bucket and I said, I can do that. And I signed up without a thought. I mean, it was like I knew I wanted to do it. I had plenty of room. And what an experience. I mean, just the pubs of Fran- uh, pubs of London and and the beautiful scenery and stuff in Normandy and the French countryside and then you know when we were in Amsterdam not only was he Frank uh, uh, not only was Anne Frank's house but we saw museums and we toured the canals and all this sort of stuff. it was like a beautiful and and I was with you know a bunch of family and friends I I can do it. And, and I'm, I'm not saying it to brag, but to say, hey, you can do it too. I mean, you just, if you know where you are and you, and, and, and you can see that you, you've got this, the room, you can give yourself the psychological space, the permission to just go do the stuff you want to do. Life's good when, when that happens. And then COVID comes. <laughs> that'll change we've been able to save up our fun buckets are well stocked for next year but truly <laughs> you know when we can carpe diem and savor mm. the moments instead of worrying and, and and looking forward to the future and, and being unclear and that's why i love 
what you're doing, what you're putting together and what you're making available um, to people who have these questions. So I want to let folks know we will have links in the show notes so you can connect with Eric find these articles that you are always sharing and posting on LinkedIn and on Medium and on your website, people can uh, take a look at a quiz and find out what their retirement type is and learn a little bit more and get a fairly customized report and an opportunity to connect with you further there. Yes. So I'll just say, did you know that there are four different retirement types? And the question is, uh, which retirement type are you? The quiz is fun and easy. And we all want to know what we are, don't we? <laughs> and this is a pretty big question. So, yeah, so it's a perfect <laughs> thing to, to start taking action to, to move forward and get this clarity because it only serves us to be informed. We'll sleep better. Yes. We'll start taking advantage of that fun bucket and feeling like we could only better ever be saving and yes. really be enjoying and making the and, most And by the lives. way, I, just to put this in context, I've talked about that, you know, I do this work with people and stuff like that. And, and it's really gratifying and it makes a difference, but the steps are pretty straightforward. And so if you've got somebody you trust that you can work with to do that, go for it. Just the idea is to see that you, you can make it come together and give yourself the comfort to be able to do that stuff and then go do it. I mean, one way or the other, I encourage that that's the main thing. Go out and like just grapple with this thing, resolve it. And then you can move on from the do I have enough money to retire comfortably to, hey, how I've got all these things I want to do. And now I've got these obligations, commitments. How do I how do I stay focused on that? I mean, you can start playing those games, which are much more interesting, <laughs> in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. Fill in those big, scary blanks so we can really dig into the fun stuff, you know, and get mm. into what we want to be doing once we know that yeah. we're on track to do everything. Like that first objection that people say, but first I got to have the money. So just solve it. I mean, I don't say that trivially, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you need to deal with this. And once you do, then you can proceed and, you know, not have that gnawing in the back of your mind. Right. <laughs> I mean, just, there's no fun in that. <laughs> in my opinion. And I love, I love my fellow advocates of fun. So I'm so grateful <clears throat> that we have been connected and um, will be connected and look for ways to collaborate moving forward. We'll probably have you back on the show to dig into this a little further and give folks updates and, and um, do take advantage of the information in the show notes. Eric's website is exploringretirement.club. So you can find new information there, events that are forthcoming and stay plugged in on everything that's, that's coming together. So you can enjoy the beautiful, juicy retirement that we all deserve to enjoy after we've been working so hard. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful you joined me today. I appreciate oh, you. What fun. Like I knew even when we started, I knew I was going to have fun and I can't tell you how much fun I've had. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you. Take good care of yourself. You too, Susie. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one. 
and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.